Hello and welcome to the third episode of Itch and Bitch. I'm Katie. And I'm Daisy. And today we're going to be talking about the effect social media has on our skin journeys. We will dive into the good, the bad and the plain ugly experiences we have been through since sharing our journeys online. We are lucky enough to be joined today by Chloe, aka Chloe May Chapman, a skin positivity influencer who has been very open about posting her skin journey online. Chloe, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chloe and I am an eczema advocate. Yeah, basically just share my skin life on Instagram for you guys. Fabulous. Thank you, Chloe. Before we get into it, our followers wanted to ask Chloe some questions. Firstly, Scarlett asked, what are Chloe's top three skincare products? I would have to say number one is 100% epiderm. I live and swear by epiderm when my skin is really bad. Yeah, it's like just a big greasy pot of goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then... For a little bit more delicate and towards, especially on my face, is the ordinary stuff. So their hyaluronic acid and their squalene oil. Some say squalene, but we say squalene. (laughs) 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 Yeah, honestly, I started using the ordinary probably about two weeks ago. And I've noticed such a difference to the appearance of my skin. Like, I just feel like the hyaluronic acid really helps my like moisturizers absorb more into my skin and just kind of gives me that kind of glowy look yeah for sure I like the squalene oil the most because I think even when your skin on your face is really bad it's really gentle but doesn't have that super greasiness so yeah that's why I like it and then also I was quite scared to try um hyaluronic acid and squalene however you say it but I was scared (laughs) to try it because of the word that there's acid in the word and when you hear acid you're like that is not going on my skin like just you know when you have such dry skin your the word acid is just a big scary thing you know when I started using the hyaluronic acid um it was when my skin was a little bit better kind of like where it is now rather than being really bad because like you said the word acid in something is terrifying (laughs) um (laughs) there's if people want to know more about it I would highly recommend the Caroline Hiran skincare freaks book it's called like skin gods or something but that has got like everything that you need to know about like acids and serums and peels and whatever so if you want more info that's really helpful I might have to go buy that book now it's great and our second question was from Sam and she wants to know do you find it hard to keep on top of your social media absolutely (laughs) um it I love it but as we'll talk about today, it is like a double-edged sword kind of thing. Like it's so great, but there's a lot of personal upkeep um, that sometimes I feel pressured to keep up with. I try my best, let everyone know that I'm here and I'm present and whatever, but sometimes it is really, really hard. Yeah, it must be hard to reply to so many different people and sometimes feeling obligated to actually reply to everyone as well, which you're one person. There's so many people that you have, you've 8,000 followers, like it's just impossible to reply to everyone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it's something that I struggled with when it was like, just like a few messages a day, but now it's plus 8,000 followers and it's coming up to sort of usually sometimes be up to like 40 messages a day, depending on what I post. So I think it also gets quite stressful because some of the messages I receive are asking for advice. And I also like, I want to tell you what worked for me, but I also, I'm not a doctor. I, yeah. I want you to go speak to a doctor who knows knows you and has probably spoke to you for years I can't give you the same advice because I don't know your background or your personal history there's loads of reasons you know it's something that I can like we'll definitely get into more later but like the when we come to talk about boundaries and stuff but the one thing I always say to people is that I'm not a doctor like as much as I want to help you and I want to give you all the advice like I'm not trained I only know my experience I don't know your medical history like 
I can't. And I feel like that's always a really important point to bring up to anyone who's listening right now. And if you are giving advice, I think you should always start off by saying to someone that if it is something abnormal that's appeared on your skin or something different, you should always first point of call, go to your doctor because eczema can sometimes look similar to other rashes, which are more, um, how do I say? Severe. Yeah, that are more severe and scary. Yeah. Yeah. So just always go to your doctor first. And then once you know your skin better, then you can start talking to others and knowing that maybe their advice will also work for you. Um, So we have another question and her name is Steph. And she wanted to ask what your experiences were of being on Dupacent. So um, Dupacent was a weird one for me. I was really excited about it because I'd done two immunosuppressant drugs beforehand, which is a sort of qualification you have to go through on the NHS to get approved for Dupacent. Um, It's still a fairly new drug um and it's the first drug of its kind for eczema so it's a biologic and it's an injection form which is pretty scary so I have to have to inject myself every two weeks people don't know that already um and I was sort of sold it as that like it was going to be the thing that was going to cure me like this brand new thing like everyone wants it it's it's going to be amazing um it did work up to a point, but then I unfortunately just got all of like the five side effects that you could get or four or whatever. I got all of them. I uh, read quite a lot of stuff saying that a lot of people had problems with their vision. Yeah, so I my eyes are still recovering. I don't know the science behind it, but basically you get just like really susceptible to eye infections. You get really bad conjunctivitis. The skin around your eyes becomes really weak. So yeah, I basically just had an eye infection for like seven months straight. So that's why we decided to stop it. Oh, Gosh, no. that's so unfortunate. I think that was what really, like I was looking into it and that's what really put me off because I have such bad eyesight and really bad problems already. The, the fall yeah. just really scared me. Yeah, I think um, like I've seen it work like actual wonders for people like and just like change people's lives. And I was just sort of hoping that was going to be, this is going to be my big break. This is going to be the one. Um, but unfortunately it wasn't so like a lot of people come to me asking about Dupacent and they're like oh it looks like you had a really crap time with it and I'm like I did but it doesn't mean that you are like don't let my experience like do your research look into it but don't let my experience put you off doing it like I am one of thousands of people that have done it and then also like you said you tried it out first see if it worked for you so like everyone should always try something first before going on and listening to other people's like experiences Definitely. so everyone's different and no one has the same skin as you it's hard though because I know like I received a message the other day and this girl told me that they were trying to put her on I think methotrexate and she was quite scared and it's hard when you're young especially she was about 17 it's really hard when you don't know a lot about these drugs and also, they give the information to your mum and your mum's looking through this thinking, um, is this good? You know, because they don't really know as well. It's not their body and it's hard. I think um, there's definitely some scaremongering around immunos. Um, almost rightly so, like they're scary drugs, like they're like um, they're chemo agents. So like they're used for cancer patients. They're, they're a big, scary thing. But yeah, my mum, when I was going on azathioprine, which is what I'm on now, my mum, googled it and read the thing she was like are you sure you want to do this and I was like yeah so many people it's helped like why would I not try it funnily enough I didn't actually realize that they were chemo drugs but my partner said because he does microbiology he said he did his one of his projects on methotrexate and he explained it to me and I said wait that's but I know loads of people who are on that for eczema and he said oh well you have to think of it like 
cancers and inflammation in the body and so is this exactly so it does work to the same thing but i can understand why the drugs are scary because they're cancer drugs you know yeah it's scary i do feel like um people should try every single kind of like holistic idea before going on like harsh drugs or like maybe even steroids for the first time because we touched on it lightly in our last episode but in that report that we were reading in the last episode it did state that if people do treat their skin holistically from the start it can really help just mentally as well as physically long term so I just feel like trying more like, you know, medicinal practices before going straight onto harsh drugs and just thinking about the long-term effects those could have on you potentially. I think also, cause when I was 17, 18, I knew nothing about my skin and I don't think I even made the correlation of food and skin for me. It just wasn't something I even thought of. And I wasn't, I was quite confused why I went to the doctor and they didn't send me to a nutritionist and I wasn't that kind of things weren't even covered. It was just put this cream on and your rash will go away. Yeah, I I agree to an extent with both of you. Like, I think that definitely other options should be explored before medical options are given, like things like allergies and food and things like that. But I was never given that when I, like my medical eczema journey started. Like I was, it was never, it was ne- never any kind of holistic approach or like you guys touched on last week with the mental health episode, like there was never any question of like, how's your mental health? Is that affecting it? That wasn't part of it. It was straight to steroids and then, and then scarier drugs. But when it comes to, well, me, for me personally, now, if, when it came to doing like figuring out food wise, like I'm not in a good enough mental state to adjust and yeah. my entire food lifestyle. Yeah. It's a big thing to do. I kind of think if they had done that with you when you were 17, 16, 15, whenever, yeah. whenever you were going to the doctor going through puberty, I think it'd be completely different. A hundred percent, yeah. But because you're older now, I think it's it's harder to adjust when you've got used to stuff. And I think as well, if you're younger and you are thinking about going on these drugs, do just make sure you're eating the right things and things like probiotics are so important in general. Definitely, yeah. Um, Dr. Ruth on Instagram is amazing. If anyone doesn't follow her already, she is the one for yeah. um, anything probiotic But yeah, like you were saying, I do also think that you will kind of get a lot of messages of people being like, have you cut this out your diet and everything? And I think just don't do what people tell you to do straight away because like you said we all now know that stress is definitely our flare triggers and it does definitely make our skin worse so what's going to stress you out is changing your routine changing the things you eat so yes maybe it might be flaring your skin but think about the mental side of things as well as the physical side of things when it comes to making like such a drastic change in your routine you've just spoke the exact words that I was trying to get out of my mouth like (laughs) (laughs) it's like to figure out what my triggers are which is going to stress me out which is going to make my skin worse which is going to make the whole thing yeah like you said like knowing stress is a trigger like it's gonna stress me out mentally to adjust my entire lifestyle food wise so yeah so before this episode we uploaded a story on our insta and we asked our followers what was the weirdest piece of advice they'd been given first one we got was sheep's placenta cream anyone tried that <laughs> no can't say that I have I imagine it's some form of like a home remedy in a little independent shop somewhere I can't imagine you could just walk into Boots and go hello can I have one sheep's placenta cream please <laughs> well maybe you can and we just don't know about yeah. it <laughs> yeah but I think I'll be giving that one a miss anyway and then the second one 
was quite disturbing I'm not gonna lie but um it was we had quite a few people saying that their friends and family had literally been like you need to pee on your eczema because the, the urea yeah. will soothe it but a lot of people did say that has anyone peed on their eczema I peed on a no. jellyfish sting <laughs> so you get urea in like I think it's called like Yorax it's like stop itching fast cream but I don't think it's same it's like derived differently than the actual stuff that's in your wee like I'm not suggesting anyone should wee on their own open eczema because that's just not sanitary if your flare is caused by something you're eating surely your pee is your off product of whatever's been through your body and it will just flare you again if it's got what you've been eating in it you know anyways we can stop talking about that one if unless you want to (laughs) go on if I put it I pissed on myself when I got a jellyfish sting and it hurt so so much so i can't even imagine if i had sore skin and i did it then i reckon it would be like daggers in the skin honestly (laughs) i think we can just safely say that we should not advise anyone to piss on themselves i don't think we should advise anyone to do half most of these (laughs) quite questionable for sure got quite a few saying just stop itching and it will go away that's just one of those little annoyances isn't it it's like people just don't understand that it's not that easy it's like people with when like if someone's got like depression or anxiety it's like just stop being stressed it's a very common misconception that people just do that but I don't it's not it's not a harmful thing just people being like a little bit ignorant maybe but whatever and that's why people like us are here we're here to educate people and make them stop saying stuff like that someone actually also asked if we had done a full body chemical peel has anyone done that no i I don't even know what that involves what does what would that involve people with eczema dermatitis psoriasis whatever like we have weakened skin barriers i can't imagine peeling anything away from your skin is a good idea yeah for sure agreed (laughs) i don't know enough about it to say like yes or no do it so and next is my personal favorite one um, so here we go guys um we had again quite a lot of people been suggested this one so if you are pregnant once you give birth you are to slather yourself in breast milk and just use it all over i mean i've never had the option to do it because i've never been pregnant but i've actually had people say to me like getting pregnant has cured their skin but i've also had people say that getting pregnant has made their skin like tenfold worse so. i've heard that too made it worse as well because yeah. of the hormones are just crazy yeah, so it can go either way exactly what i was gonna say yeah i've had so many people say about like their skin going crazy with their hormones and everything and i myself like when i'm leading up to my period i actually notice my flares going more to you guys yeah for sure 100 percent. definitely i think like pms flare is 100 percent a thing I think my my eczema is linked to hormones and stress and emotion and stuff. So, but like the only thing I can think of like logic wise with breast milk is that obviously breast milk's like it is mad because it's like feeding a child, yeah. like a human being. So there must be some good stuff in there, surely. Like, I mean, maybe there's some logic behind it that that's why it's so good. It's like literally creating Someone a human being. Me but... a message the other day actually, and I we were talk- I was talking about cow's milk. And they said that 60% of our planet, people on our earth, have an intolerance to cow's milk. I read a while ago that the reason that you don't drink cow's milk is because it's made to be cows, which are obviously yeah. massive things and have completely different biologic mammals to human beings. For sure. So when I was younger, when my eczema was bad when I was a little girl, um, I used to give me goat's milk because it's <gasps> supposed to be more like... Same. Um, more like the sort of like size ratio for what it is so yeah it used to do I don't know why I don't drink it now because it used to sort of help me out quite a lot so 
I have traumatic memories of my mum trying to give me goat's milk and I just love normal milk. And I'd like go hide in the kitchen and down like a litre of milk. And she'd come back and she'd be like, have you been drinking what have you done? You're really red? And I'd be like, no, it was goat's milk, I swear. And the goat's milk would <laughs> always be full. <laughs> but yeah, apparently most humans are like, it's like some form of lactose intolerant because of cow's milk. Wow. Yeah. Since I cut dairy out of my diet personally, I've noticed such a difference in my skin and alongside like trying new products as well. I even tried to go back and have dairy and then I had a massive flare. So it kind of just proved to me that I do have an intolerance. I would be like well up for doing that, but I just love cheese so much. Oh, so <laughs> Like I just don't like, I think I could, I've, well, you might've seen on my stories the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to figure out a milk alternative for tea because... I drink tea like in the bucket load. Honestly, I am the same and I love my cups of tea. And a few years ago, I did try to cut dairy out. And the one thing that kind of stopped me from doing it is that my coffee and my tea did not taste the same. And I was like, nah, no, not doing it. It's <laughs> uh, literally where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, but recently I've started trying Oatly's brands and I've tried like all of their different ones. And my favorite one is their whole Oatly. That one tastes identical when it's in a cup of tea and I can't notice the difference. Do you think, I don't think it does. I think it tastes really oaty. I drink tea, but I drink that lact. I drink lacto-free in tea because it tastes like normal milk. Oh, okay. I tried lacto-free lacto tastes really similar to cow's milk, I think. But oat milk in tea literally tastes like you put oats in it. Lacto-free, <laughs> lacto-free is cow's milk. It's just got the lactose taken out of it. Has it? Yeah. Well, the one I get from Aldi is anyway. But I tried that last week, and it was it was all right, but it's just not quite the same, and it's just it's just literally so stressful. <laughs> Oh, I, Daisy looks like she's just found out the best piece of information. I just didn't realise it was cow's milk that they'd taken the lactose I'm just you shocked. You like this, you were like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I need to go do some research. What have I been drinking? Anyway, um, our last one of our weird <laughs> ones we thought we'd bring out was um, said in desperation, uh, she drank a Chinese herbal remedy of scorpions. She basically said her father took her to a home remedy, a Chinese herbalist I think when she was quite young and basically she was drinking this drink that he was giving to her and the drink was black um and after a while she opened the bag and kind of realized and the dad pulled out these things and they were scorpions and the liquid was she was drinking the black liquid from inside them but she said for the three weeks she drank it it made her really sick and she was yeah, sick every day but I don't think it cured her eczema from what we can see I don't I'm not surprised this doesn't <laughs> sound like it should be a thing <laughs> yeah 100% yeah she literally sounded pretty traumatized we had to message her and be like can you please explain this I'm so like what <laughs> also first are you all, okay yeah first, first of all, Katie thought what she was saying was her dad fed her skin to the scorpions <laughs> oh. I was like Katie do scorpions even eat skin that can't be right <laughs> took us a while to get through so chloe what's the weirdest piece of advice someone's ever given you on social media i get quite a lot of unsolicited advice not so much anymore because i'm quite vocal about hating it so much um which rubs some people up the wrong way but yeah. they're my dms so i can decide what's in them and not in them but, um the weirdest one was definitely to have my tonsils taken out to cure my skin <laughs> like 
I don't know. I, I think I probably deleted the message now, but... What was the logic behind that? I didn't look into it enough because I was just like, this is ridiculous. I think maybe like having them taken out and it's stopping some kind of inflammatory reaction. Um, oh. But they were, yeah, they were essentially just like, yeah, have your tonsils taken out and it'll be fixed. The only thing I can assume from that is that they probably themselves went through like tonsillitis and they got their tonsils removed. And then so it happens probably their eczema just went away at the same time as their tonsils. So that might be their personal logic. But other than that, there's definitely no other medicals like backing for that as far as I know. I got off a flight in South Africa and I went into a corner shop, I think to buy like just to buy something, whatever. It's because I had really bad eczema because always on planes I like flake and my skin's awful on planes. I think it's the aircon. And this man said to me, have you tried putting cum on it? Um oh the first God. thing I said was um no actually I haven't and he was like, ah, loads of, loads of people think in South Africa it really works. I was like, mm, I can't tell if you're flirting with me or this, <laughs> is, 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 oh, is, is this, a, are you coming on to me or, or are you giving me actual advice? I just don't know. Are you offering yours? Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, no. I God. think I always have to say this, but I just think Daisy's on another planet to everyone else. She always gets these weird advices, and I'm just so entertained by your stories and different things that have happened. <laughs> Wait till someone asks you, and you'll know the response. <laughs> um, I think probably my weirdest one was I joined a Facebook group, and I just posted about having um, dystronic eczema, and I was just like, hi, has anyone else got it? Because I don't actually know anyone with it. I do now though, because of thanks to Itch and Bitch, I've actually met some girls. Um, but this guy literally went out of his way to send me a personal message to be like, I went on a meat only diet and it cured my eczema. And then he was literally telling me that I'm not to have anything but meat and water. And I was just like, what the hell? Like just me and just big chunks of meat, you know? He even sent me like this photo of like, this is what my dinner looks like. And it was like a whole chicken breast, a whole like steak. And it was just, it's basically like just meat. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> just for like the podcast listeners, I rolled my eyes about six times when you were talking then. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, it's how many, so hey, how many times did you roll also, your eyes in the cum one? <laughs> zero. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of, we were so shocked to blink for that one. <laughs> no, that one's straight wax. You guys should have seen me in South Africa. Shoot. <laughs> you tried it? No, I'm joking. Well, that's getting cut. <laughs> 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 I'm a bit shocked after that. Yeah, <laughs> obviously I didn't try her. Daisy's going to be starting her own podcast called The Daisy Diaries, where she goes <laughs> more adult content. If you'd like to tune into that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, is there oh any other God. weird advices that you guys have been given? I mean, it's just the usuals, like the at medical medium in the DMs, like forever. Just drink celery juice, and your life will be better. It's like. No, we like the celery juice like, one. How yeah. many how many psoriasis people love celery juice and just post it on their story all day? And we're like, what are the pros for this? There is backing behind it. And I personally, I don't drink celery juice, but I like to put celery in my water when I drink water sometimes. And I do find that when I'm having a flare, it does help me like reduce my flares, but I wouldn't drink a celery shake. Like I just eat bits more of it because it's got good nutritional value and it's basically just water content though. I am, um, I, I agree with you. Like there's definitely something behind it, but it's when people get like mad militant in your DMs, just like, oh my God, if you drink eight 
celery sticks worth of celery juice every day, you will literally be cured forever. And I promise you, you'll be cured. Please follow medical medium. He's cured millions of people around the world. I'm like, no. I get, (laughs) I often get attered and they're like, have you tried this doctor? And funny enough, they're always in like Kenya or places like that. And I'm like, (laughs) "Uh, no. And they're like, he's cured so many people. And I like click on these profiles and I'm like, I don't know what you're giving these people, but I don't think it's what I want to be taking. (laughs) Anyway, leading on to our next question, it's quite similar, but a little bit different. It's kind of showing the bad side of social media. So having these in mind, what is the worst slash most unsafe piece of advice you've been given and you want to just tell everyone, do not do it? I mean, there's been all sorts. I think a really iffy one for me is sunbeds. I think that there's like, obviously... I went through, I think, is Sunbed like UVA? And yes. Okay, I'm pretty sure Sunbed like UVA and then you would have UBV treatment. Yeah, yeah. Treatment, sorry. Yeah. So, um, and I, like, part of me is like, I reckon, like, obviously because the sun helps your skin loads, like the sun is amazing for your skin, but also bad for it as well. But yeah. I've seen people say, oh yeah, I do like 20 minutes a week on a sunbed. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're literally like asking for skin cancer. Like, it's just I actually have to own up because when I was really young, like I said, I, did, I just didn't understand my skin. I didn't know the foods. I used to sunbed all the time. And now I think about it and it kind of gives me the fear because I think how long, if I was to go for a sunbed now, I'd sit in there for two minutes just to get my skin a bit better. But the fact I used to go and sit in there for quite a long time. It does make me think now how worried I am. So I think I completely agree with you. People with eczema, if you're going for something like 20 minutes, that's that's not right. It's not good, especially if you're still using steroid cream, topical steroids, because oh my can, god, yeah. They can it can damage your skin so, so, so much. I think on the other side as well, and probably the thing that I've had more now thinking about it is um I know we've touched upon diet, some people advising on diets in like people that you don't know like I had so many people saying like cut this cut that cut this cut that do this do that and those people don't know like what you've been through in the past like for all they know I could have had an eating disorder as a teenager and I'm in recovery like for all they know like I could still be disordered eating now for all they know they could set me off into like a spiral that would mean that I would relapse I have never had an eating disorder thankfully but if I had that one message could have pushed me back years yeah um I think it's so it, you just, we have to be so careful with like what we're telling people will cure them because obviously sometimes asking conditions will do anything to fix them so yeah I think also remembering everyone is different and things for don't sure. everything things will work for some people and not work for some people I would never force my food advice on someone unless they asked for it you know it's exactly it shouldn't ever be it's like someone's complete decision to make to eat what they want so I think everyone should kind of respect that it's such a personal thing and I always say to you I'm like whenever I do like open my sort of self up for advice like if I say like oh has anyone got any face cream recommendations or this or that like it's literally like opening the floodgates in my dms like I'll go from having maybe 10 dms a day because people know that I don't like getting unsolicited advice to then them going oh we're all just gonna squeeze in and we're all just gonna give you all the advice that we want now do you think that you've had to start setting boundaries when it comes to your own social media because of how big your account has become yeah definitely it's not something I envisioned myself doing when I first started my account because well you can you cannot reply to them you know and I was like I don't feel like I can do that like I feel like I need to 
these people have taken their time to talk to me and message me and tell me their issues surely it's really horrible of me to not then reply to that but then again at the end of the day you're one person and when people's accounts do get as big as yours that's when they actually tend to get like a social media manager and I don't think a lot of people realize that but when you do get so big it and it's just you and you're just being so genuine on your account it is hard to like just reply to everyone because at the end of the day I keep saying it but you are just one person one amazing person at that but still you've only got two hands and you know (laughs) I am I totally agree it took like a good couple of weeks to sort of have that settle in my brain and sort of realize that I like I didn't have to reply to everyone my account was my personal account before it was like Chloe May Chapman's account like it's evolved into a skin eczema account but it was never that to start off with and I never thought that it was going to get as big as it was um so when I hit like even like 2k followers I did like a little giveaway and I was very excited and um at that point I'd get maybe like I don't know like 10 messages a week and it's so doable to reply to those and like spend time replying and put energy into replying to those messages and then when it like September October time I had a reel go like a little bit viral um and it got like 800,000 views in like a week I gained like 4,000 followers over the course of two weeks like while it was going like all over like explore and stuff um yeah it was mad and then the dms just didn't stop like it was 100 messages a day when it was like popping off yeah and I there's no way to keep up with it it was really intense it was really tough actually like it sounds so privileged to say but I had to talk to a couple of friends about it and they were just like, I was not obliged to sit and spend hours of my day because it was that. I'd get home from work at night and be like, right, okay, when I sit in the bath in the evening will be my message replying time. And then I thought about it afterwards and I was like, wait, that hour in the bath is my only like relax on my own time all day. I should not be spending it on my phone talking to strangers. As much as I love my followers, I love all of them so, so much. I don't have the time and energy to give that, which sounds really unfair, but I do my best now to keep on top of it, but it's not always doable. But I do feel like they all really understand you and get it anyway, because they all feel so involved. And I think your live the other day kind of shows that because me and Daisy were watching it. And I remember like you were asking people at one point, like, where are you from? and like you just got so many different countries and it's just amazing yeah I did my first live two weeks ago and I was really nervous about it like really really nervous because it's one thing like talking on stories and looking back at it and writing your caption and everything and thinking right okay I can send that out to the world now there's another thing just going completely live and being like hello I am here <laughs> is anyone going to arrive <laughs> um, sure. but um no like I, I've definitely realized that I can engage with my followers in So Chloe, what were your first experiences of navigating the online skin community? My very first experience of it was Facebook groups. So this was before like I really started sharing on Instagram. Like I'd maybe shared like the odd thing here or there involved in the community on Instagram at all at that point. This is probably about a year ago and I started finding support groups on Facebook and stuff. So I think I was in like UK eczema support group and a TSW group as well and the Do Present group too. So which is quite overwhelming they were handy to start off with to find like connections and contacts and things like that and then that then inspired me to start posting on Instagram but um there's definitely good and bad sides to Facebook groups do you have any really negative experiences you remember I think personally like with Facebook support groups is it's not necessarily the like a specific thing that is really negative about them I just find the the way that they work can be really unhelpful I found if I commented on something, I was just bombarded with messages and bombarded with like 
not even abuse, but like quite forceful advice. And I'd be like, well, like similar stuff that we were talking about earlier. It's just crazy. I think the the conflicting advice that you get on Facebook group because there's no way to control who sees that like other than the people in that group there's no way to control like if people can reply to it if people can comment on it like or who can do that you just get everyone and anyone like I think in that UK support group there's like 30,000 people in it like it's a massive group on Facebook so you've got 30,000 people's different experiences you're asking a simple what you think is a simple question like what is the best moisturizer for my skin if you like not really been in the community or done that much before and you've got potentially hundreds and hundreds of people replying going I think it's this I think it's that I think it's this then you're sat there at the end of this computer going whoa that's like 10 different things what am I supposed to do also I feel like the tone on Facebook is different to Instagram so like if I do post on say Facebook groups and I ask for something advice you get people fighting on the like responses rather than like building up each other and like helping each other they're like tearing each other down and just completely being like don't listen to that person oh and, sure. you know, it just it's more of a negative tone to it and I've never in personally found it very helpful it's like you said you just get so many conflicting different opinions it's like what (laughs) I don't want to be the one to say it but it's kind of a group of Karens I was thinking it but I didn't want to I didn't want to say it because like it's not necessarily people of that age some of it is some of it isn't no Um, my problem is is there's a lot on Facebook it's kind of like everyone's comment kind of feels like it's my way or the highway and it's kind of like come on everyone's different different things work for different people and we all have to remember that so you forcing your opinion on me it might not be right but you should also consider that they always think that their opinion's completely right all the time is the problem yeah for sure I think that is the bad side of those Facebook groups and it's the reason why I'm not in any anymore and I think it also becomes overwhelming that every time you open I don't go on Facebook that much anymore but whenever I did open Facebook because I was in like four of these groups my entire timeline was just Facebook group eczema group eczema group do percent group TSW group like pictures of people which can be quite triggering like just constantly filling up your feed so if you go on Facebook for like 10 minutes to escape at lunchtime from work and just want to see like don't know your mum's dog or like your sister's cat or whatever and just have a giggle like instead you've just got this stuff that's just like constantly reminding you of what's going on so that's why I inevitably left them because I thought it was just toxic yeah funnily enough we actually received quite a few messages from people kind of saying that when all people's profiles are skin it can kind of be quite traumatizing because the picture Mm. is so real and sometimes I do find when I've had a flare and I kind of got over it and that's all I'm seeing on Instagram it is kind of like whoa and it is kind of shocking for me and it kind of brings back how I felt sometimes I have had to um like mute a couple of not unfollow them but mute some people's accounts in the past like when I've been personally struggling really bad with a flare and I don't want, like, as much as I love the skin community, I don't necessarily want to be reminded of how bad my life is right now. Um, so I've, like, in the past, I've muted people that I love and love following on Instagram, but because I just couldn't handle seeing their content. But, but the other side of that is that if someone came to me and said, I don't like what you're sharing on Instagram, it triggers me, I'd be like, you can unfollow me. That doesn't bother me. Like, I'd rather you unfollow me. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. No, for sure. The best thing, well, the best thing the Facebook community brought me was the was the Instagram community. Like, I think the Instagram skin community is amazing. We are such a solid support network of, dare I say, friends, even though I've never met anyone. Like, 
I, I speak to people from across the world that I feel like I know because we've been yeah. through similar experiences and it's incredible. It makes me like, just a little bit emotional because it's like there's these people like I started out this journey thinking I was pretty alone, even though I knew I wasn't in the back of my head. But at the same time, I was like, I have got the worst deal ever. No one else is suffering like I am. I am. My life is terrible. But then I came on Instagram and went, oh, her life's terrible too. Oh, his life is terrible too. Oh, I'm not on my own. Like, without sounding like horrid, like obviously their lives aren't terrible, but people are going through the same stuff as you and knowing, just even just knowing that is a step in the right direction for like mental health when it comes to skin, I think. A hundred percent. Quick thing. I just want to say that I was literally so absorbed listening to you saying that. I literally felt like I was watching a motivational speech and you've just really like hit me hard there. Like, yeah, I just completely said everything I've got in my head. Yeah. Just watch out everyone for my TED talk. (laughs) No, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, I just want to say like on a personal note to like anyone who follows me that is listening. Just thank you. Just wanted to put that out there right now as well. I think what you said is super important though. Like if there are accounts that you find are distressing you, like you said, don't unfollow them. If you like and support them, just mute them for a bit. It can be intense at times, but it's not going to be that way forever. Like every, like that you both said, people have ups and downs and everyone kind of, it's like a wave, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for sure. And also, although at the time you're being, your skin's not flaring and seeing that content is triggering you mentally, someone else out there is in the same boat as that person who's posting. So it's just, there's so many different people and so many different sides to it. At the end of the day, it's all about just like keeping that level of spreading the awareness. But again, back to personal boundaries, like, yeah, I want to spread awareness about this, but also I do want to hold a little bit of myself back as well. Also, you kind of don't want to lose, like you said, your account wasn't a personal account. That's the same as mine. And you also don't want to lose your identity before because as much as all this, like you, that that wasn't your whole life before. And it's important to kind of keep- Definitely. On this topic, I think it's about time I explain to everyone why I have like free accounts. everyone's probably like okay so Katie's account which one is that um is it one of these you know but um so I initially started randomly talking about I had alopecia and I spoke about that on my personal account and I just ended up getting so many messages I felt like I needed to like disjoint it and that's when I made like a skin and alopecia account thought about sort of making a private account for just stuff that I want to post but at the same time, I want the whole point in my account to be that it is just me. Yeah. Like as much as it is lots of skin stuff, I want it to be just like, you uh, are- yeah, if me and Greg yeah. have had a nice lunch, I'm going to post it on my story. If it's nothing yeah, to do with skin. Sure. Like, and I think splitting those two things off for me personally would make it more stressful. It's like, oh, I need to update the skin account today. Oh, I, I haven't been on my personal account in ages. Katie's just laughing at herself. I have literally disjointed my accounts and now it is so stressful. And I'm having That's to be like, I, mean. I feel like I do find it, it triggering because if I went onto account and it was all skin it would be quite intense but now I have various different things someone's posting their cute cat someone fair enough there's a couple skin pictures it's 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 a lot you know like it's all all round kind of makes me feel a bit less intense I have a a, an interior like home account called simple space that I made when me and Greg moved into this flat a couple of years it's got like 100 followers like it's not a big deal (laughs) but it's trying to get yourself um, some followers yeah I don't (laughs) post on it anymore I've not posted on it in like a year but like the idea was, I was like, oh, I'll use this and I'll post some like cool pictures of the flat and stuff. But it just became like too much of a chore. 
was like, I'd rather just post nice pictures of the flat when it looks nice on my actual account. Yeah, for um, sure. I think people like that as well. People like being nosy about your life, like as silly yeah. as that's that. That sounds so egotistical. No, oh it, my it's God. so but true. Like, you don't want to just see one bit of someone's life, do you? You want to know when you like someone as well and you follow them, you're like, I want to know everything about you. What do you eat? What do you, what do, you do with your time? Like, tell me. <laughs> I think my followers new fascination that isn't skin related is Greg like after he came <laughs> on the live the other night everyone's like more Greg we want more Greg we want more Greg so I thought like, it was great that someone commented going man with beard where are you from <laughs> yeah I found like Greg's little his personality like shone through in that and he you must you guys were just laughing so much and that's why I think we loved so much about it just the energy you were giving off I was actually sitting there watching it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have said child. <laughs> he's um, yeah, he's he's an angel, and um, I love him to pieces. He's not camera shy. He's just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want. I'm too cool. I'm too cool for this. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm gonna make a vlogging couple of us. Yeah, like that's Ooh, that's the goal. We're looking forward. <laughs> Maybe in like two years' time when I've butted him up a little bit more. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready. He'll know his angles by then. He'll be like, boom, boom, boom. Left speak, right. of the, speak of the devil and he shall appear. <laughs> <laughs> so for our last question, we actually just saw and heard a lot about your E45 ad this week. So we just wanted to see if you wanted to tell our listeners a bit about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, it's kind of embarrassing because um, they've not actually released the advert yet. <laughs> so it's actually not on anywhere online like I think um I had an email from this day that says that it's like pre-real or something which basically means that it's like showing on YouTube adverts potentially but obviously there's no way to like find it oh yeah but yeah so I was contacted by them last year last summer um by like a headhunter not headhunter what's the word casting director who basically says like there's this opportunity it's paid like it's basically an acting job essentially um and like we really like the idea of like what you do and all this and all that and so I had a phone call with her and then I got through to a zoom call with some like directors and then they took like maybe six or seven weeks to decide then once they decided that they wanted me we filmed it like a week later and it's basically the campaign is called like my everyday extreme so it's like dealing with skin conditions in like ex- not extreme situations but like not just like just normal people in their day-to-day situations like yeah. having their own personal issues and personal extremes with their skin so yeah we shot it and it was great fun um and then it came out well so supposedly came out last week but it's not actually yeah. in the ether yet <laughs> um I think that that's just amazing and I hope that because E45 has gone out their way to do an advert like that hopefully it'll open up the like a conversation for At other forum. Like, yeah exactly it opens up like a forum and a conversation for other people to actually start doing stuff like that and you know what if I saw that on the tv I would god like gobsmacked I'd literally be like oh my god this is amazing and why is it not a thing and I just think that kind of advert is going to help so many people just knowing that they're not alone and every day is a struggle sometimes I had um on that note I had a a comment on one of my I did like a I did a reel it was like reacting the first time I watched it um, oh, so I'm not allowed to actually show the video yet so yeah. I videoed myself watching it for the first time and I was basically just like this the whole time sorry for the listeners I just pulled a really goofy dorky face um <laughs> <laughs> and someone commented and said do you actually use this product and I hadn't replied to it and then she'd replied to me again today saying I will take your silence as a no it's quite disappointing that you're getting paid to endorse a product that you don't use or believe in 
and I was just like I replied to her like hi really sorry I've not got back to you um this campaign was all about awareness for me rather than the product itself obviously I use the product in the advert but it's an advert so there has to be some kind of gain for me 45 there but the whole campaign is about like normal people dealing with this and normal people going through day-to-day stuff and like actually having people with skin conditions on an advert rather than just a model going oh look here's a cream I think that's what I was was... gonna say there's just so many like all you see when you turn on the tv is models um Nivea adverts things like that and it's like let's be real no one's you've edited it in the first place no one's skin is silky smooth like that in no the yeah place, you know there's no um yeah this uh, and that's that was my main motivation behind it like obviously I got paid for it which was amazing but that was a perk for me that I got paid for it it was just an added bonus they approached you as well because of your skin journey and they want to show that off as because other people exactly. do have that journey and go through the same thing and I think the whole purpose of the ad it's not selling their product it's associating a product like theirs with experiences that are real and it's not that you're telling everyone go and watch this and buy you 45 you're saying watch it and understand and know that you're not alone kind of thing you know like I like to think obviously they want to sell the product but I'd like to think that it's the selling of the product is a byproduct of raising awareness exactly. rather than you're selling a product to raise awareness it's the other way around exactly it's just association with the message of it really yeah, yeah exactly we feel like we've gone over everything and just gone on the up and down life of our little wave <laughs> do you have any final thoughts before we end our podcast Chloe I would just say that if anyone um, wants to share their journey on social media, do it. Like it is probably one of the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it will give you confidence. It will make you love yourself more. It will connect you with people that you never thought you'd be able to connect with. Um, so yeah, don't hesitate. Just do it. Amazing. Thank you. And I guess it's about time that we all say, you know what I'm going to say? No, we should say thanks. Thank you for having Chloe first. Thank oh, yeah, well, nearly. Thank you very much for coming on our show, Chloe. We've really enjoyed talking to you. No, thank you both so much. I've loved it. And I really feel like we all just kind of had, it was like we're all friends and we just really connected over this one. And I hope that our listeners do feel the same way when they listen to it. And I guess I can only really say, itch and bitch out. Itch and bitch Bye. out.